I would like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Murray. Thank you, Mickey. I'm Murray. I'm a compulsive overreader. Hi, Murray. Hey, guys. How we doing? Welcome. Oh, yeah. Just tell me when it's uh, 10 after or something. Okay. i make it that far. Uh, welcome to the newcomer, and happy birthday, Barbie. I'm glad to be here tonight. Uh, thanks for asking me, uh, John, wherever you are. I... Uh, I used to come to this meeting very regularly. Uh, in fact, I was at its first uh, meeting. Uh, I don't know. God, it's been four or five years now, I guess. I don't know. It's been four years anyway uh, in this room. And there was an AA meeting after this uh, meeting here a little later. That I used to do double, double duty and go to this meeting and go to that meeting. I'm also a member of the senior circuit. <laughs> and... Uh, um, and I've uh, been a member of AA for 25 years, but I'll be quite frank with you. Um, I got 25 years of abstinence there, and uh, I uh, have been able to stay sober uh, by the grace of God. But um, the truth is, I don't feel the pull for alcohol. Uh, I haven't for many years, and uh, but I feel the pull for that we share in this disease for uh, compulsive overeating every day. And, uh, and it's a daily reprieve based on my spiritual condition. And some days are easier and some days are harder, based just exactly on that. And um, I uh, came to this program uh, first in about 1980 and uh, lost some weight and, uh, you know, started to, to, to think I was cured. And uh, I come in, got the cure, and gradually faded away. But life get in the way. And uh, I was away for, uh, I don't know, 12, 14 years, something like that. I, uh, by the grace of God, I got back here, and it'll come out in the story. Um, but to qualify, I got back in here a little over five years ago. And when I came back, I weighed 707 pounds. And uh, I'm about 375 pounds down from there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to pass around some pictures. Uh, you know, this is a long chair. <laughs> it, it, it's good. I'm old.
they did it by weight classes, so I was always playing with kids three years older than I was and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, when I was 12 years old, I was wearing, wearing my dad's sweatshirts. And, uh, you know, I was uh, over 200 pounds at that point in time. Um, anyway, um, I don't know. I look back at those times, and, you know, I know everyone comes from uh, perfect families like I do, but, but I, I, I actually look back on my childhood and I, and I, and I think it was a good childhood. I look uh, at my parents and, and all their flaws and everything, but I know that there was love in the household. And, but, um, you know, there's, um, you know, I didn't get to 707 pounds because I was perfectly well adjusted. And, uh, I, I think I came by this disease uh, honestly in a number of ways. I know I was born with uh, the genes that made me susceptible to this disease. It's uh, pretty rampant in my family. Um, um, it's, uh, I also learned it um, at the uh, table of a compulsive overeater. And, uh, and I don't really blame my mom for any of that. Uh, she learned from her mother. She probably learned from my great-grandmother, and that's just the way it works. And, uh, and uh, although I came by it honestly, um, I'm responsible for what I put in my mouth today. And there's no, I hope there's very little blame, and I hope no blame associated with that, because today I'm responsible for the treatment of my disease, and I do that by coming to this 12-step program, this fellowship, and sharing with you guys and, and working, working the 12 steps and using the tools and somehow that keeps me in a good spiritual place so I'm able to abstain every day. It's a freaking miracle. Okay, I, I, I've been at this weight, um, uh, very close to this weight, uh, for over three years. And that is a miracle. I've never done that before. Uh, I, I went mostly straight up. I had a couple of, I, I never went to Jenny Craig, I never went to Weight Watchers, I never went to any of those diet clubs where there were a bunch of women with scales. I just didn't do all that stuff. There was a couple of times when I went to um, a liquid diet protein, a uh, liquid diet, and I, I lost a couple hundred pounds uh, on, on that. Uh, but, of course, as soon as I was off it, I was off it. And, in fact, the second time was kind of a Murray's hybrid liquid diet, where I was on the liquid diet during the week, and I was on pizza over the weekend. <laughs> and I lost weight at that. That's the amazing thing. I lost weight doing that. And, uh, in fact, I was a freaking hero, you know. I was losing weight. And, and, um, and anyway, uh, I, I know I could lose weight anyway, but it's a miracle that uh, that I've, uh, I'm maintaining any weight loss at all. I mean, I was either going up or going down my whole life. Um, I uh, talked about being old, and I'll get I'll get I'll get there in a minute. Uh, my knees bother me, and that reminds me that I'm old. Um, but uh, anyway, I went through high school. I'm one of those uh, people that didn't have a date in high school, didn't go to the prom, didn't do any of that stuff. And then um, I grew like over four inches, like the first year out of high school. And there's a picture there 
where I'm, uh, I can't remember when I was a freshman or sophomore in college, but it was the time of my life where I had the most uh, square relationship with society, uh, with my fellows, with uh, women, with uh, the world in general, with myself. And, uh, and it wasn't quite square because I was gaining weight. But th- there was some period of time in there where I weighed about what I weigh now. Uh, and, and it was distributed better than it is now, but it, it uh, weighed about the same thing. And anyway, um, I just kept going up. And um, during that period of time, high school, college, I, uh, I told you that I, I, I figured out a way to get some acceptance. And, and, and there was basically two paths there. One was in academics. I was a, a good student and uh, excelled in and science and math and that kind of stuff, and, and um, very left-brain dominant, and I'll probably talk more about that in a minute. But, but and, and the other one was through some sports. I, even though I was overweight and big, I had good hand-eye coordination. Anyway, I was, I was decent enough in sports to get by, even being overweight, although I have a lot of resentment still from, uh, from uh, sports stuff that I work on from time to time uh, when they surface again. Um, um, someone asked me not too long ago if I could have been a Major League Baseball player if I was thin. And, and I, I thought about it for a second. I said, no, because I couldn't, I couldn't hit a Major League curveball. And, I, and I, I even know that today. So all that pipe dream is just a pipe dream anyway. But um, um, anyway, I gained weight steadily. And then I came in over years anonymous in, in 1980. Um, and I managed to get through college. I ate my way through um, uh, for a good, let's see, I, I went to three schools getting through college and undergraduate, graduate, all that stuff. But anyway, the first one and the most, the most largest impression was at Texas A&M University. And it had the largest dining hall in the free world at that time. I don't know whether it still is or not. And, and, um, um, and it was just a huge place. And, but the, and the food was, you know, steam tables and all that kind of stuff. But there was always a certain kind of food that you could go back for seconds and thirds on, you know. And it was usually, you know, the most healthy things you can think of. It was like mac and cheese. They had mac and cheese for seconds and thirds or, or, or you know, hamburger pie or something. But uh, uh, I uh, continued to eat all the way through college. I got through college, started working, just kept eating. And uh, I, I came to Over Years Anonymous. I lost a lot of weight. Uh, got married. I let life get in the way. That's the bottom line. I let life get in the way. And I let, there's a saying in AA, you know, program first, um, work second, family third. And, and that's kind of the order uh, that they see there because if you, 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 you can't have the one below unless you've got the one above. And, and, and that's kind of the way I do the program right now. I have to put program first. Work is second, marginally above family and friends. And uh, and I don't know, things stay in order pretty well that way. But anyway, um, I I got to Reader's Anonymous, lost some weight, let life get in the way, and went back out. And then, uh, you know, I told you I lost a couple hundred pounds. You know, I had three top weights. I had um, 586. uh, 6.11 and uh, 7.07. So those are kind of my uh, uh, top weights. Um, and uh, I, I had been at a lower weight. The first time I was in Overeaters Anonymous, I was actually lower. 
but uh, uh, was much younger than um, Anyway, um, I, I don't know how I became a compulsive reader exactly, but I know I don't have a, a sane relationship with food, and uh, uh, I, I don't have a bulimic or anorexic bone in my body, but, but when I hear anorexics and bulimics speak from the podium, I recognize the thinking because it's kind of like mine. And, uh, and it's pretty diseased and pretty all over the place. And uh, somehow, when I've got another human being in my life, my sponsor, that I have things to check out with, and I come to meetings and I work the program, I'm able to get through life one day at a time. And it is a daily reprieve. I, I, I still commit my food daily. And, uh, you know, I live in the world, and I have to change it, and, uh, you know, it's not a real standard meal or something I'm going to talk about the next day. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the definitions of abstinence is guilt-free eating. And if it's in my head, it needs to come out of my mouth. If, I, if, if some, some kind of food is in my head, it needs to come out of my mouth. And I need to tell another human being about it. And somehow I managed to get through it. And, and I have to talk about it the next morning a lot. Uh, not a lot. Some. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I need that sounding board. I need that release mechanism. Writing it down by itself doesn't quite do it for me. And I'm not quite sure why. And my sponsor doesn't give a shit what I'm eating. Basically doesn't care. Um, he may comment from time to time. Uh, it's kind of funny about sponsors, and I'm a sponsor, and I'm sponsored, and Thursday uh, night I saw my grand sponsor speak, but, um, um, you know, it's not Dr. Heal thyself here. I mean, I forget, this was maybe six months ago, and I was talking to my sponsor, and I had something obsessing and going on in my head, and yada, 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 and, and he just said, well, if one of your sponsees came to you with this, what would you tell him to do? I had no goddamn idea what to do. And he said, why don't you write about it? He said, oh, yeah, that's what I tell him. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't come to me. It did not come to me. It is not an automatic, automatic default condition to pick up a tool. I'm pretty good about using the phone. I'm pretty good about coming to meetings. I'm pretty good about most of the, tool, uh, of the tools that... Uh, writing and a couple others, maybe I don't use as, as well as I could. But any tool works. If uh, if you're having a problem, pick up a tool. That's what it's there for. It's a toolbox. Carry it around with you. Uh, if you got a problem, one of those damn tools fits that problem. And uh, and uh, talking to a mem num another member of this program or to a machine of a member of this program <laughs> often helps a lot. I don't know why that is. Reading literature often helps a lot. Any tool works. Any tool works. Um, I don't usually pick up anonymity. I'm not quite sure what that one fits, but it's there. Um, anyway, I got here. Uh, and I left. And uh, I was working away all this time. Working away all this time. I'm very, I told you I was very left brain dominated. I, I'm an engineer, work for an engineering firm, yada, yada, yada. And, um, Man, I was ballooning up. There's no logic in it. There's no nothing. It's just a disease, and, and, I'm, and I was breaking down. I was, 
I was barely able to walk 50 yards. You know, it was uh, it was a thing about uh, I didn't know what was going to give out first. Uh, my cardiovascular system, my back, or my knees. I, you know, I had to rest and I had to stretch things, and I could go on a little more. And, and I wasn't able to do my job. I was sitting in my office. You know, not drinking anything, so I didn't have to make too many trips to the restroom during the day. And, you know, the drawer of the desk was, one side was uh, salty stuff and the other side was sweet stuff, you know, it was that kind of thing. And, and, um, and, uh, but somehow I held on to the job until, okay, and this is a little over five years ago, I uh, had a meeting called with my boss. I walked into my boss's office, uh, and there were two people on the uh, on the on his couch, uh, and uh, introduced ourselves. And uh, I sat down expecting I don't know what, and the boss walked out the door and closed it behind me. Oh shit! <laughs> anyway, it turns out that uh, there was a woman and a man, and. Uh, woman was an HR person and the guy was a psychiatrist that's on staff at this company I work for and he's an intervention specialist. Uh, one of only two people I'm aware of that had in interventions officially done on him. There's lots of friendly interventions, lots of family interventions and things like that and they're all good and they're all great and all that kind of stuff. But this was one of those professionally done things. Uh, and anyway, I ended up in a treatment center and, uh, and, and, uh, and that led me back to over years anonymous. And um, uh, the treatment facility, there was compulsive overeaters, there were bulimics, there were anorexics, uh, were all uh, sizes, shapes, ages. Although I wasn't quite the oldest one there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, somehow it got me back into Overeaters Anonymous, and, and this is where my program lays today. And um, I have um, I have um, well, you know, there was a psychiatrist at this uh, facility, and I still see that psychiatrist privately, not often. Every two, three, four weeks, something like that. But um, and, and you know, I, I walk in there, I, I, I think all the way there. What the hell am I going to talk about today? Because you know, I just and eventually I fill up the damn hour, mm -hmm. and, and I feel better when I leave. Uh, and I don't, you know, it's just like kind of coming to a meeting. I don't always want to come. And somebody was talking about that earlier. I don't always want to come, but I always feel better when I leave. And and that's another miracle of the program. Anyway, um, I got back. I started abstaining. I started losing weight. And, and I, I'm one of those people. I talk about my absence a little bit. I, I didn't. Um, anyway, I got to an abstinence as quickly as I could with something I thought I could perhaps live with my whole life. And that's where I am right now. I, I have three meals a day and um, a fruit snack. Late in the evening, nine or so, and um, I uh, abstain from sugar. And um, I'm off of caffeine now for my heart, but um, uh, I, uh, I, I, I 
personal binge foods. I stay away from those binge foods. There's certain combinations of foods I cannot eat. I mean, I eat everything that's on a pizza, basically, but I can't eat pizza. And I know I can't eat pizza sanely. If there's a lunch at work and they bring pizza, I know I can't have it. I can't have one bite because i got to have everything. And I always buy two freaking lunch. Um, 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 basically, I'll eat everything that's in trail mix, but I can't have trail mix. I can eat a few raisins in my oatmeal. I can have a few nuts on a salad or, or in some Chinese food. I, I can have those things, but you put it together and I, I can't handle it. And I don't know what that's about, but it's just the way it is. And um, I've, I've come to accept most of those things most of the time. And, uh, and I do abstain from personal bench foods. And uh, that's not to say if I was on a desert island and all there was was a 50-pound bag of trail mix, and, <laughs> and um, I, I would probably have some trail mix. <laughs> um, you know, my biggest addictions were, were fat, all right? Did I binge on sugar? The answer is yes. Of course I binged on sugar. It's good. But, but, but the big thing for me was fat, bread, those kind of things. I mean... Greasier burritos are better. I don't know if you guys talk about food, but uh, uh, those were the kind of addictions I went to. I, my, my thing, my thing was to, you know, if I'm on the way home from work, I'm driving through a mom and pop burger joint. I, not, not generally a McDonald's, not generally a Burger King, although those will sometimes. But you know, I wanted a greasy place. I wanted a place. Uh, and that's what I would buy. And I would buy many bags of food. I would eat out of those bags on the way home. And I'd get home and uh, change clothes and uh, sit down on the couch and I would consume what was in those bags. And then I would pass out. And there's no other word for it. Passing out. I passed out a lot more times from overeating than I ever did from, uh, from uh, alcohol. Many times more. I never worked open woke up in the bushes from the press of reading, but, but I did pass out a lot more times. Anyway, I'd be passed out on the couch, and, you know, I'd wake up several times, uh, several hours later, and uh, I would get up, I would go to the kitchen, I would gather whatever was in the kitchen, in the refrigerator, and I would uh, proceed to binge again until I fell asleep, and I'd get up the next day, and I'd start all over again. And, uh, and, I was completely obsessed. I wanted to know not where my next meal was coming from, but where my next bite was coming from. Um, did I eat in secret? Yes. But I did eat in public from time to time. And uh, um, I, uh, I got my abstinence uh, sometime like a year after hometown buffets uh, started business. And I'm quite sure their stock plummeted after I got abstinence. But um, I I don't eat that way today. Do I still have some eating issues? Yes, I still eat too fast. I still sometimes I'm still a what one would call a quantity eater. They're healthy quantities, but I'm still a quantity eater. Uh, but it's pretty square meals. Now, if I go see a lot of places, they serve large portions, but that's about what I'm eating today. I go to a place, and to me, it's a square meal. So I get, you know, chicken plain. I don't get gravy on it. I, 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 whatever I get, I keep the sauces off to the best of my ability. I um, don't want butter on anything. I don't. 
I don't do the kinds of things that I know that uh, are unhealthy for me. And, uh, and the food is satisfying. Uh, my girlfriend last night said, look in the refrigerator. It'll make you happy. <laughs> and I said, it always makes me happy. <laughs> and she bought some Stewart's Black Cherry Diet Cola, and uh, that's very good stuff. That's what was in there that made me happy. So there was a little surprise there, but but uh, uh, I have I have a serenity is a little too strong most of the time, but I have a peace with my relationship with food. And I say serenity is too strong because if I was absolutely serene when I sat down to a meal, I wouldn't feel the power of this disease. And I feel it when I sit down and I eat. I feel the power of this disease. I'm glad I've ordered what I've ordered. I'm glad I've got it in front of me. Uh, you know, when it's over, I'm glad I've got another one coming, either later on in the day or the next morning. But uh, I, I, I am quite glad that, uh, that, uh, that I'm able to eat what's in front of me and not binge. And I don't know how it happens. I don't understand why. As I said, I was very left-brain dominant, and I am very left-brain dominant. But this program does not lend itself to being figured out. Okay? It doesn't lend itself to that. That's where the leap of faith comes in. It's where God comes in. Um, and it's where action comes in. Uh, faith is great, but without the works, without the action, it ain't more shit. Okay? Um, Somebody in this program once said, if you were left alone in a room with God and the t- Twinkie, that Twinkie would become a vegetable. And, 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 and that's the way it would have been, what's the way it is for me. And uh, i got to have that other person. i got to have people in program in my lives and said, no, that's a Twinkie. Looks like a Twinkie. Barks like a Twinkie. Must be a Twinkie. And um, anyway, I don't... I don't eat Twinkies or any what I'll call recreational sugar. Uh, you know, recreational sugar is kind of like pornography. You can't define it, but you know it when you see it. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, uh, and you know, I mean, there's sugar and fruit, but uh, God put it in there. God put it in there. Good enough for me, okay? And uh, I'm, uh, I feel good about my food almost every day. It's amazing how your food straightens out a few days before you leave a meeting. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, I do my sponsees when they start having trouble with their food, and I try to practice this myself. I, I, I say eat standard foods in standard places. Don't go outside the boundaries. Go where you've abstained before. Uh, put together what you've abstained before. And that's what I tend to do. I tend to put together what I've used to abstain before. And, um, uh, of course, I don't cook. I don't really cook. I kind of assemble things, but I don't cook. And um, I, I don't know. I'm just grateful every day for this program. I'm grateful every day for my abstinence. And it's... Um, it's, it's, it's kept me alive. I, I'm quite certain I would be dead today if it wasn't for this program. And I, I say that with a, with a certainty because I was not in good shape when I uh, got back into this program. 
And, uh, you know, I was telling him my knee's bad, and it's really terrible. Both knees are pretty rotten. And, and I have other scars from carrying that weight around all those years and playing sports and being overweight all over the years. I have uh, arthritis, and I've got a bad heart. And, and um, uh, you know, I've got circulation problems in my leg. I used to get these awful ulcers on, but by the grace of God, I haven't had one of those in, like, four years or something like that. And uh, they would get infected. I ended up in the hospital at one time, you know, big, putting broad-spectrum IVs, uh, broad-spectrum antibiotics into me, trying to get my fever down. I was delirious. It was, uh, it was, um, I don't, I don't go there anymore. I don't, I don't have those issues anymore. I'm, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful my time is <laughs> I, um, uh, I'll thank John again for asking me to be here. And uh, I'm grateful for you all. I'm so grateful for this program. I'm grateful to be upright. I'm grateful not to, uh, I, I, I'm so grateful for my abstinence. Back-to-back abstinence is one of the, the is, is so wonderful. You go through things, and you go through issues, you go through problems, you go through shit, and you go through it abstinently, and it gives you momentum to get through whatever the life is going to bring to you next. And and I feel that today. Is it, is it, is it by the grace of God that I have a daily reprieve? The answer is yes. But I have so much confidence that I'm going to abstain tomorrow. All right? I know there's no guarantees, no goddamn guarantees at all, but I have a lot of confidence. I just know it in my gut that I'm going to be abstaining tomorrow. And it's a wonderful feeling to have to go to bed at night and know that I'm going to abstain tomorrow and get breakfast. I'm going to end with that. Thank you. I guess it's time for a few questions, and I was told to repeat the questions, so if you don't want it on tape, don't ask. (laughs) Who's got a question? Gary. What was your relationship, if any, with God or the idea of God before you finished the program? And how did you, um, how did that evolve into whatever relationship you had with God that you had to work with? Uh, the question was, is before program, did I have a relationship to God, and how did it develop after program, and what's that relationship now? Sort yeah. Of? Yeah. Well, there wasn't much of a relationship. Um, uh, I, I, at best, was a belligerent agnostic. And and, um, perhaps the most important chapter in the big book is the chapter to the agnostic. It's certainly the one I read the most, okay? And um, and I I really believe that it was, you know, my spiritual awakening certainly was no thunderbolt. It was certainly no uh, um, sudden awakening. It was more of the erosion variety that it talks about in the big book as well. And, um, and I still don't have what I would call, you know, a, a plugged-in relationship with God. You know, I'm going down the freeway and I'm talking to God. Now, that doesn't happen. I usually plug into God in the meetings. I see God's miracles in other people. I see God's miracles in other people almost all the time. And um, it, it's not so much in a personal conversation, but it's in personal observation, you know. Newton didn't know that there was a law of gravity, and suddenly started seeing the apples drop, and 
being a good engineer, he figured out there was gravity. I see God's evidence in the world, and I believe that today. Um, I guess that's what I meant. Next. Well, six and seven, uh, the question was, is what was my experience with six and seven? Uh, again, involved in God. Um, I guess I started off ready, all right? Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is, um, well, I don't know what the biggest thing is, but um, it's probably seven in being humble. You know, my biggest danger is my ego. And, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was ego-based uh, self-centeredness that got me out of the program the first time. Okay, I got my shit together, I'm gone. Okay, and and it and it, and it, it talks about being humble and humbly asking God to relieve those shortcomings. And um, I I can't say is any of my character do 